Hello everyone, this is Victor, your guy, aka Five Wedges, coming to you with a U.S. Women's Open episode. The past week has been filled with a number of exciting golf events, and in the past seven days, today's U.S. Women's Open was certainly the crowning achievement of the past seven days. In this episode, we are going to cover Ricky Fowler, who, as we all know, finally got off the snide. Ricky had gone about three and a half, four years without a victory, and it took the D, Detroit, Michigan, and the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, Ironically, Rocket Mortgage is a sponsor of Ricky's, but it took Detroit, Michigan to bring Ricky back to the winner's circle. And so we're very excited about that. And for those of you that have continued to listen to the T to Green Golf podcast, you know that dating back to early this year, I was a Ricky Fowler fan. I projected that Ricky would have a solid year. And certainly the victory at the Rocket Mortgage Classic uh, was an indication of, of continued progress for Ricky. The other wonderful, wonderful event is we have found a little bit of equity in golf. And so for years, Pebble Beach has hosted a number of major, major events. And in fact, they still do. What they had not held was a major event for the LPGA. And lo and behold, they did it and they did it in grand fashion. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Additionally, as we're about a week and a half, two weeks away, just want to season you off for the British Open. Uh, We're looking at the British. I believe it's two weeks out. And so we'll talk a little bit about some names or a name heading into the British Open. And then the John Deere Classic, annually annually known as a shootout, um, this year did not disappoint. So we'll dive a little bit into that and 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 get you all ready again for the open. However, before I get into those items, I wanna say to each of you who continues to listen to the Tee to Green Golf Podcast, a simple thank you. The period of February to the end of May showed a significant decrease in downloads. In fact, it was probably 205% increase in downloads. And I'm learning so much through the data. Uh, I'm learning so much through those of you who continue to listen and reach out to me one way or the other and say thank you or offer recommendations. And so I just want to use this period um, after a period of time away from the microphone to come back and say thank you. I appreciate you. I'm learning from you. I'm learning through you. And my commitment is to continue to give you a variety of topics per episode that continues to keep you engaged and continues the ongoing episodes of the Tita Green Golf Podcast. Let's get into what's transpired in golf over the last seven days. Again, going back to the Rocket Mortgage Golf Classic Ricky Fowler, finally, after changing out his 
golf coach from Butch Harmon to someone else, really not seeing progress in the way that he anticipated. We know that during this past three and a half, four years, Ricky has gotten married. Ricky has brought a child into this world. And so there were a number of things that were going on in Ricky's life. Um, also, we know that his golf game was a bit unstable or had receded from where many of us have known Ricky to be. The good news is we saw the Tee to Green Golf Podcast saw progress late last year, the period of October, November, December. And as we entered into calendar year 23, uh, I had Ricky as one of those golfers who I anticipated would have a resurgence in his golf game, a resurgence in his brand, and that would play itself out through the calendar year 2023. We have actually seen that. We knew that leading up to the Rocket Mortgage Golf Classic that Ricky was close. And in Detroit, it all seemed to come together. For those of you that have followed Ricky uh, along the years of his PGA Tour career, you know that he was a solid driver of the ball off the tee. We are seeing that again. We know that Ricky has always been a very solid putter in the mold of a Brad Faxon, in the mold of a Steve Stricker. Uh, we clearly saw that come back on Saturday and Sunday. And I think more than anything in, in, in crossing the finish line for the first time in four years, I saw Ricky from the first tee to the 18th tee be steady be focused. Uh, we know that his tournament prior to that, which I believe was the major, um, Ricky seemed to falter a little bit on Friday, a little bit unstable. But at the at the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit, um, one week ago, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky maintained his composure. He was solid from tee to green for 18 holes. And at the end of that, he raised his arms to the sky. He looked to the heavens. And it was a clear, clear indication that not only was he celebrating a victory for the first time in four years, he was relieving a lot of stress and anxiety and the weight of not winning for four years, uh, including seeing his golf game fall off of where he is known it to be. And so we celebrate Ricky, Ricky Fowler for getting back into the winner's circle from the Tita Green Golf Podcast. Um, I don't think that Ricky's done. I think that he will continue to have a solid year. I think that he has put himself well enough in position to be considered for the Ryder Cup. Knowing how well Ricky controls his ball and his ball flight, uh, I would say he's someone that we all should keep our eyes on as we head into the Open uh, at Hoy Lake. Uh, but more than anything, I think we should see a consistency in Ricky for the remainder of the year. By virtue of that win, Ricky has put himself back into the top 25 
in the official World Golf Rankings. He's comfortably sitting at number 23, which positions him well to uh, play at uh, in Atlanta for the FedEx Cup final. So we'll look for Ricky to really keep this momentum going for the rest of the year. And, and hopefully we see him here in Atlanta for uh, for the FedEx final. I think the other solid moment in golf over the past seven days was the is the U.S. Women's Open. A lot of lot of hoopla around it. A lot of very positive press around it. In that it was the first time that the LPGA, that the women, uh, domestically and internationally, would be playing a major at Pebble Beach. And having watched the tournament for two and a half days, a portion on Friday, virtually all day, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, they did a tremendous job in hosting the the women. Um, additionally, the women did a tremendous job adjusting to the conditions that, for those of us that have watched this game for a long time, we know that Pebble Beach can be picturesque on one day and stormy and virtually unplayable the next. And it gave a little bit of that between Thursday and Sunday. Sunday certainly was a poster card day. And at the end of the tournament, Allison Corpus, who was raised in Hawaii, ironically, as Michelle Wee West, another LPGA golfer who was born and raised in Hawaii, in fact, the only Hawaiian male or female to have won a U.S. Open or major from Hawaii prior to Allison uh, was signing off her historic golf career as Allison, a graduate of that USC women's golf program, was really kicking off her very own. She had a very solid showing earlier this year in the Chevron, which is virtually a major for the women. Um, and then this today, she put it all together, finished the tournament at nine under par for four days. Saturday and Sunday did a tremendous job controlling her game, controlling her emotions, um, controlling her ball from tee to green. And as things started out uh, competitively balanced on Sunday, uh, she did an amazing job getting through the front nine and then closing the door with some very key birdies on the back nine. One of the other aspects of the majors, male and female, this year was virtually on Saturday or Sunday, there's somebody that makes a charge. And today it was Charlie Hull. Uh, Charlie is a spirited golfer. She's a very talented golfer. And she fired a 66 today and, and really, really added some mystery and some curiosity, um, probably a little bit of angst for, uh, for fans of golfers that were already at, the, uh, already at the top of the leaderboard. But Charlie fired a 66 today, uh, finished solo second. And, and to her credit, uh, she played a strong round of golf. 
She's going to take home a million plus uh, finishing solo second, which is another large purse for or the largest purse, I believe, for the uh, for the women this this week. So shout out to Char- uh, Charlie and and her final round. Kudos to Allison and the tremendous job that she did. The other person that I think we here at Tita Green want to um, tip our hats to is Bailey Tardy. Uh, Bailey is new to the P- the LPGA. Uh, she's a rookie this year. Coming into this week, her official golf ranking was 455th. Bailey is a native of Metro Atlanta and a graduate of the University of Georgia golf program. She was the leader after 36 holes this week, struggled a bit on Saturday, but to her credit, she stabilized herself. She stabilized the game. She finishes in the top five, which allows her an automatic return to the 2024 U.S. Women's Open. Um, Certainly, she's going to bring home the largest check that she's ever brought home. But I think we want to recognize Bailey Tardy as another American who performed tremendously well. Uh, I think it's safe to say she exceeded the expectations uh, based on her official golf ranking. But we want to celebrate Bailey this week as well. Also want to celebrate um, Allison Corpus as an American who won first time in seven years that American women has won, American woman has won the U.S. Women's Open. So a tremendous day in the LPGA for a number of reasons. Shifting just a little bit, want to talk about the John Deere Classic on the PGA Tour. Clearly, we had another shootout. Um, tournament was won by Sepp Straka. Sepp finished at 21 under par. However, the golf world, at least the PGA and the John Deere Classic in Silvis, Illinois, was on 59 watts. Uh, Sepp had a tremendous round going Got to 18, hit the ball in the water, double bogey to finish at 62 and close the tournament out. So uh, all in all, he won the tournament. I'm sure he's happy about that. Probably not real happy about the fact that he went through all of that, lost his 59 on 18. But nonetheless, he he wins that tournament. Um, It's interesting because John Deere has been host to 23 first-time winners. Uh, I believe Sepp has won prior to this week, but it has also been that tournament that has just preceded the Open. And I know for years past, the John Deere uh, for those first-time winners played a part in ensuring that they were um, seamlessly transitioned from Silvis, Illinois to wherever the Open was. So I don't know if that is, is still taking place. I know that Sepp has won before, but uh, but the John Deere did not disappoint and, and really gave, gave the viewers 
those watching and those in attendance, another exhilarating final round and finish. One last thing as we get ready to prepare ourselves, T-Degree and golf community, for the Open, uh, a quick Live Golf moment. Interestingly, the Live Golf Tour played in London this week. Cam Smith came out victorious, um, and it was perfect timing for Cam because, as we all know, he won the British Open last year, which was just prior to him announcing his transition to Live. So, a really nice warm-up for the defending champion as he prepares himself for Hoy Lake. And I think it's safe to say that um, we should put Cam on that first page list of potential victors at the British Open in two weeks. So glad to be back with you. Again, we took some time off uh, the month of June just to recalibrate took a look at the data. Uh, again, want to thank you and everyone else in that T to Green Golf community. You certainly, certainly have supported us uh, for the period of February to May. We learned a lot during that period. I uh, know that many of you have been listening to episodes, past episodes during the month of June. We are back. We are gearing up uh, we are getting ourselves ready to have guests give you pre-tournament um, episodes, post-tournament episodes, and focusing on the Open that is in relatively short or the next few weeks. So again, from me to you, uh, this is Victor, your guy, a.k.a. Five Wedges, with a U.S. Women's Open episode. Thank you. As we always say, Hit it straight from T to Green. Production support for the T to Green Golf Podcast comes from Dominic Fiore at the Digital Arts Recording Department at the University of St. Francis and from Canon Studios in Holly Springs, Georgia. Thank you. We are out.